Welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Today is going to be so special. It's also going to be incredibly confusing because I am joined by Mr. Matt Spooner. Hello. I'm joined by Mr. Matt Ledgerwood. Hello. And apparently I'm also joined by Mr. Matt Gonsalves. Hello. Who has apparently changed his name by deed pop. So we have decided that Mr. Matt Gonsalves is actually going to be called Conrad. <laughs> Mr. Matt Spooner is going to be called uh, Spoons. And anything else? Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Matt Ledgerwood gets to keep his name because he's the extra special guest star. Hurrah. Extra special. <laughs> extra, you are extra special. I don't think you've done a show with us, Matt. No, I know. Normally I get to hang out with Joel, but this is... You're on the B team normally. Well, some would say perhaps the, the special hitters team. <laughs> but you are promoted today to the... <laughs> you know what you that promoted... means, though, Matt? What? If it's your first show. It's, it's not my first show. It's just my first show with you guys. Well, first yeah. show means 30-second uh, gamer. Oh, yeah. oh. People don't listen to. In fact, as we record, we're recording this on Friday. The show that came out today features Matt talking to Joel. Oh, <laughs> so, just shows how much you're listening to all the episodes that you're not on, Conrad. I just, I just ignore those ones. <laughs> well, yeah, as you say, with the B team. <laughs> Right, so we don't need to do a 30-second introduction. No, Conrad, you buffoon. (laughs) (laughs) No no change there, then. So we actually have a topic. We do have a topic. There is is a reason that we have assembled this this wonderful crew. The super team of Matt's. Yes, the Matt's posse. The fantastic Matt's. Now, the normal way to get Matt is dole coat. So... I'm just saying. Um, so the Guardian published an article uh, earlier this week, as we record, on twenty awesome board games that you may never have heard of. Now, for normos, this is probably true. For us, of course, we've heard of all of them, but we haven't always we haven't played them all, apart from Matt, who has played a large amount of them. So we thought we would just go through the list and say. Yes, I've played it. No, I haven't played it. And if we have played it, then we can talk about it a little bit. Well, hopefully, if we just say no all the time, we can cover 15 minutes of just saying, no, we haven't played it. And that would be a brilliant episode. <laughs> what, what, just, no. just the four of us going, no. Well, I'm I'm slightly more organised. So I've got Board Game Geek up, so I figure the ones we haven't done, we can have a quick look, see how they're scoring on Board Game Geek. I don't, uh, I, 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 oh, I, I don't like him. him. I don't like him. Who invited him? <laughs> he's never this organised no, normally. No, it, it must be because he's going back to work. It must be. Yeah, I've got to get my work head on. It's because Spoons gets more powerful the more mats are around him. If he could just surround <laughs> Matt, his tournaments with just mats, win every tournament. It would be unbeatable. Yeah. No, so, that's not likely to happen. <laughs> so, Spoons, if you've got a work head, are you like Wurzel Gummidge then? You've got like a gaming head and uh, a yes. head and... That's exactly what happens. I just can't get enough head. (laughs) Oh, dear. Have we started any of these yet? (laughs) No. So, 
At number 20 on the list, a game title that describes this uh, this group quite well, actually. Yes, is a game <laughs> called City of Remnants. Right. Um, has anyone played City of Remnants? I've not, no. It's from, I think, Plaid Hat Games, the publishers. came Correct. out last year or the year before. 2013. Who, yeah. Who's that from? Plaid Hat Games. What's the? Th- I was looking at something from Plaid Hat Games the other day. What did that? What was the thing that? City of Remnants. Oh, do they make mice? Don't they make mice and mystics? They do. As well? Yeah, they do. That's ah. There we go. Cause I, was I, I the like that game. I want to buy it, but it's really expensive. It's really what expensive. mice and mystics. Yeah, it looks it's like really expensive. It looks like really good fun. I saw it at Gen Con probably. Uh, yeah, the last time I went to Gen Con. Have it, you guys uh, seen? Have you guys seen the expansion they're doing called Tail Feathers? Right, stop it. We're talking about City of Remnants. This... No, no, I want to. No, what? No, I haven't. Talking about the tail... tail Feathers takes the mice and mystics and almost puts it into sort of a X-wing war gaming sort of thing where you've got you know the, all the mice are riding different birds and fighting each other in the air. And you can... <laughs> the models look awesome if you do a quick search for them. They look really nice sculpts. Well, that was what attracted me to Mice and Mystics. It came across my Twitter feed that someone was playing it with their um, five-year-old. And I thought, oh, those models look excellent. Little mice and things. Mice, um, mice wizards and things. Mises. Yes. <laughs> um, but on birds, that would be even funnier. I'm out to check that out. Yeah. Uh, um, so, 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 Remnants. Uh, yeah, see <laughs> Remnants. So, Spooner, as board game geek guardian... Yes. Hot rain what, falls down upon a cold, rutting city. <laughs> that's that's the description how it starts. That's how, that could be anywhere north of the wash. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, manufacturer suggested ages thirteen and up. Playing time ninety minutes. Um, apparently, extensive use of text um, comes with a buttload of tokens, sixty-four plastic figures, and is currently rating seven point zero seven out of ten. Based on 768 rankings. Yeah. It comes so with a cloth not... token bag as well. It does. Oh, well, sold. So everyone's, so everyone's reading Board Game Geek now. This is going to be a brilliant show. But yes, we'll just read out from Board Game Geek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we don't know very much about City of Remnants. Number of players, two to four. Oh, yeah. shut up. From a description I've seen, I think you build up a gang or in a kind of post-apocalyptic world and you use that to try and control the city. You yeah. can go out and kind of gain different territories. So it's kind of a territory control. There's a little bit of combat between the players, but it's not an extensive part of the game. It mashes a lot of different things. I saw some initially positive reviews, but I've never seen anyone come back and still playing it kind of mm. two, two years on, basically. So it makes me kind of wonder... What, you know, is that just because there's so many good games out there or does it not quite have the same sort of sticking power? But I've not played it yet myself. Yeah, I think probably because the whole post-apoc thing, it would pick people up. Yeah. Um, because it's a, you know, a genre that us geeky type people like. Because it's awesome. But it does have a lot of stuff going on by the looks of it. And, yeah, um, even the Guardian thing says, not without its issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I have played the next game. Oh. Which is Antiquity. Um, I have played it once, I believe. Is this... And it was, it was quite good fun. What, what, what are you doing this one then, Mike? God, he's a pro, he is. Yeah, but now I have to remember, <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> is it, it looks like you're... It looks a bit like a... Civ, it's a, ter- sort of territory... It's a sort of territory campaign type game. Same. Is it like a bit, a bit like a kind of civilization Twilight? Yeah, 
uh, not Twilight. Um, what's the big one in space that goes on for you know more days than you can possibly commit to a game? Um, Twilight Imperium, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I seem to remember. I seem to remember A being quite drunk when I played it. <laughs> um, but someone was someone had it um, down uh, one of the clubs that we used to go to, and you know it's one of those sit down, what's going on type games, um, and you just do what whoever is running the game tells you, and you throw dice and push pieces around the table for the session, and then you go away again. Okay, I seem to remember it was quite fun. But it's obviously not not so much fun that you've you've gone and I've not out. I've not gone out and bought it no which may have something to do with the alcohol or may not yes seems like a game that you should not play with small children judging by the mm. amount of small cubes in it coloured yeah. cubes and and look all of those all of those cardboard chits that they've put out for territory markers and all the rest of it mm. So, mm, okay looks looks for... board game geek say Matt assuming I'm looking at the right one published in two thousand and Four, um, however, got a seven point eight four out of ten based on nearly two thousand uh, ratings. Yeah, that looks like the one hexagonal grass markers, etc. Yeah, it's a environment loosely modelled on Italy in the Middle Ages, population growth, conquest, world building, that kind of thing. Um, looks kind of a bit old school, I guess, but then it is over ten years old, so. Um, I don't know. It's it's written by some Johnny foreigners, so I assume it's been translated properly into English and isn't a problem. Which is sometimes the way the things go when they're not in their first language. Did you just say Johnny foreigner? No, I never heard that. I yes, I did. <laughs> well, it's designed by someone with a name that I can't pronounce. Joris yes, Versinga and Gerard Duman. And it's published by Splotter Splellen. So it could well just be a Euro game. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like a, a Euro take on sort of the Civ building world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I seem to, but as I say, I seem to remember it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next one. Well, let's go on. So, so we're down to number 18. The Cult Express. This is the one that looks like it's going to be fun. <laughs> this... I ha- I haven't played it. This looks awesome. Uh, I have gone out and looked at how much it is and things like that because it looks fun. I got this for my birthday and I've put together all the trains and stuff. It looks so much fun. Um, Cult Express, all the players take the role of train robbers and they all jump on a train and try and steal as much um, loot as they can. And at the same time, there's a sheriff trying to stop them as well as each other. And it's all about fighting and brawling and running along the top of the trains or jumping down to, to grab some more loot. Looks cool. Looks fun. Uh, the gameplay looks a little, it seems to be a lot like Robo Rally. You program in your moves at the start of the turn and then, mm. resu- and then resolve them kind of in reverse order. So, you know, you can't change your moves depending on what happens to you. So you can often end up kind of you know, getting turned around or being in the wrong place to, to resolve what you were planning to actually do. What is the uh, train made of? Is it card? It's cardboard, yeah. Uh, and how box... sturdy does it look? looks fairly sturdy. It, it looks like thick cardboard stock and the box is designed so that you can store the train built. So once you've built it, you don't have to rebuild it every time to set up. Oh, okay. Does it come with batteries? 
it doesn't at the moment, but you know, maybe we'll pimp that train or something and add those in. <laughs> uh, it does come with lots of little like rocks and skulls and cactuses, which you can put along the side of your train as you cool. as you play. See, I knew this show was going to be a bad idea. You've just because I've now gone on Amazon and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all? Less than twenty quid. Yeah, it's yeah. very little and um, lots of fun. Quick playtime, great for families. I think it'll be good mm-hmm. for um, yeah, that's for you and the kids, Mike. You'll they'll yeah, enjoy that. Good. And it, it's interesting. I always like buying things off Amazon because it always shows you what else who bought, what else people have bought. Yeah. And if you look on Amazon, they've also bought um, Camel Up, which uh, I've heard nothing but good things about. Yeah, I really want to pick that up in the future, but. Um, and Terror in Meeple City. Yeah, I've got that. Oh, that uh, sounds fun. Well, Terror in Meeple City is the name of... Um, is renamed Rampage. Yeah, ah, renamed right. Rampage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Rampage was they, brilliant they, fun. Because they, they had to change the name of Rampage. I can't remember why they had to change the name it now. It was too close to the name of the Rampage video game in the I 90s. Did wonder, yeah, I did wonder uh, if that was going to um, be an issue. But yeah, so... So you've played Rampage, Conrad. Yeah, it's the blowing the monster. The blowing yeah. your men. Yeah. So, so if people are buying that and this, then you know it's similar fun levels. Yeah. It, yeah. I'd, so I don't want to encourage this for Uber Spoon's bank bank account, but you should definitely avoid a game if you see it called Flick 'em Up because that's this theme, Rampage mechanics, a mm-hmm. load of scenarios, plays up to like ten people. Totally awesome looking con game. Definitely, we'll have to see if we can get a copy to Mage next year. Nice. What was that? A nice, was that a nice called, plug Matt? for Mage there. Mate. What was that, that called? The, uh, the uh, mate, mate, uh, flick them up. Flick them up. So, so yeah, th- do you think this? Uh, this Damn uh, it, opening another window. Flick them up. Do you think this Colt Express is uh, good training for prospective train robbers? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've got a small band currently in my basement that have been on an intensive couple of games, and I think we're ready to take our first uh, first score. Good. Good luck. Nice to see gaming going to practical use there as well. Yeah, you know, you've got to have an end, end goal, and some, somehow you've got to pay for these things. Okay. So, what does Colt Express get on Board Game Geek, Matt? Uh, Seven point two five out of ten, based on three and a half thousand ratings. Um, it just looks like a bloody good laugh, to be honest. Yeah. It does, and it will arrive. It will arrive tomorrow. So. <laughs> By Amazon Prime. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like... Gotta love Amazon Prime. Looking like something cool. I want to start picking up some of the sort of family-orientated games now um, for Claire and her little and and mine to be playing together, so that might be one that will be added to the list as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, So at number 17, it's the Avalon Hill game, Merchant of Venus. So, yeah, this is actually now reprinted by uh, Fantasy Flight Games after a legal dispute with Stronghold Games but it came out, I think, 2000. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Uh, and that comes with two versions. You've got the classic version, which is what you're looking at here, and they've also done a revised version, which has got some updated rules. Most people prefer to play the classic game. It's it's kind of such an uh, institutional game that that it's got a really hardcore following amongst people that have just played it for years and years and years. Okay, then I've gone to the original Avalon Hill review on Board Game Geek. 
Well, it'd be interesting so to compare you, the have two. You, have, you, have you played this one, Matt? I have. I think I did when I was like eight or nine, and so I last week then. Out of, yeah, about that. About that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't haven't since uh, since uh, I've kind of come back into board gaming. Since then, it's um, to pick up and deliver game, which means you know you're going to be moving around the board, visiting certain uh, planets buying their goods and going to other planets and exchanging those goods for money and therefore victory points. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Each race has like its own export. I think humans export rock music videos because this was designed in the 80s. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with the 80s! No, whoa, whoa, not saying anything wrong with the 80s. That was respectable in the 80s. <sighs> I don't think you were ever respectable, Spoons. No, that's true. Yeah. No, 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 that's not true! When he puts his work head oh, on. Work head. When he gets his Wurzel gummy work head. Yes. Yes. When, he's work, when he's getting work head from his... From his minions. Oh, no, I'll just, I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> Back to antiquity. No, yeah. sorry. That was, that, that was a few slots ago. So you take, you take, slots. You take the money. Merchant <laughs> of Venus, which rhymes with slot. Slot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take the money and you can upgrade your ships and sort of fly around from that perspective. If... This, to, to be honest, this game is very similar to Firefly, which we're going to talk about, and a bunch of other games, um, and they're all relatively in the same space. So, uh, what I would say, if you're looking at this one, you might want to just consider which theme you're more into. There's another mm-hmm. game, Merchants and Marauders, which is about pirates in the Caribbean. It's very mm-hmm. good as well, and, and uh, has a lot of spaces. They, they do have some differences, but um, you probably just want to pick the theme that you like the most. Matt, what does Board Game Geek say? 7.2 out of 10, based on just over 2,000 ratings. Interestingly, also just over 2,000 ratings, the republished scores slightly higher. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I mean, sl- only slightly, 7.32 as opposed to the 7.2. So it's interesting that all the games so far are around the 7.2, 7.3 mark. Yeah, what what just... about the numbers as well? Because I noticed there was a difference in numbers in, for, for ratings. Number of people reviewing it, sort of. Thing. Um, both yeah. just over two thousand. So I mean, it's with it less than a hundred ratings between them. Yeah. You don't see a lot of really high scores because it is averaged out and people can be conservative. Yeah. But when we get to number five and number six, you might see some changes on the scores. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So at sixteen is the other game on this list that I Once. was really yeah, interested. Yeah, this is what in. I was interested in as well. <laughs> Which is a game called Heroes Wanted. Currently thirty four thirty nine forty two on Amazon. Is it? Yeah, it's a bit more expensive than the other ones. Anyway, carry on. Mm. Anyone played this? I've not. It didn't get great reviews. Um, didn't it? No. Oh. And it's um, it's quite a quirky kind of game. I I think it's it's a bit like Munchkin. You know, you play it and it's funny. But whether you're going to keep playing it for oh, if years it's like Munchkin, years. please no. Um, but you know, I've not played it myself, so I'm just going on what other people say. If you want something that's got a great superhero theme, you know, you could look at Marvel Legendaries, a good deck builder game, a bit more complex, that's not quite family appropriate. Or my pers- one of my personal favourites is uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is uh, a really awesomely themed uh, game. It doesn't have any kind of superhero IP, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, forty quid is a bit much to spend on Some, something that yeah. provisional. What what does um, what does board game geek say, Matt? 
7.29, but that's only based on 800 rankings. It's interesting that it does have lots of additional kind of um, supplements and uh, oh, yes, add-ons. Has, yeah. So, but again, uh, so Heroes Wanted average rating 7.29. Um, some of the add-ons are rating slightly higher, but that's on fairly low numbers. So those are yeah, the extra, hard, extra, yeah. extra champions and mastermind. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, the stuff of legend. Okay. So it All has right. the potential to turn into something quite expensive if, for the extra playability, then you need to start adding those in. Most of the superhero games have lots of expansions, and they, they do get better when you add more of them in. You get more variety. Yeah. But the then, you're, then you're up to 100-odd quid. Exactly. Yeah, well, the expansions, the extra, extra expansions, 9.21. The Champions and Masterminds, £2.40. Uh, so... I'm guessing they're going to go at about a tenner or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. cards, don't they? Yeah, import and availability looks like it's maybe pushing the price up. It's only about $40 in the US, so yeah. should you have that sort of ability to pick up something while you're in the US and you hold out, you might get it at a better price. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, I've... I think we might stop there for this episode. Okay. Looking at looking at looking at my time. Well, let's do one more. No, no, because no, if we stop, if, big we, one. if we stop now, <laughs> you see, then we can split it into into groups of five. Okay. And we can get four shows. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a, that's like a almost a week of content. Yeah, you guys aren't the ones that get shouted at when there isn't a new show. <laughs> I'm the one that gets shouted at when there isn't a new show. Rightly so, because it's all about you anyway. Well, that is true. true. All right. All right then. So, um, until the next episode, where we will go from sixteen to eleven. No, fifteen to eleven. Yeah. We've just done sixteen. Um, I've been Mike. I've been Matt. <laughs> I've also been Matt. I too have been Matt. The first Matt was Conrad. <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>